you're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Yazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. Welcome. It's the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast, September 1st, 2021. Can you guys believe it's September already? That's a good sign. Best time of the year. I'm here with Cliff Gill. Matt, unfortunately, could not be with us tonight, so we brought in a special guest, Big Barry Janaya. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys for having me on here. I know it's a, it's a pleasure, fellas. You are right about that. It is a pleasure. <laughs> so uh, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to do the news as always. We're going to answer some Twitter questions. Obviously, we'll have our thought of the day, and then we're going to do our second and final mock draft before the draft. We have a lot of drafts coming up this weekend, guys. I know you guys are excited. How are you feeling about that? You think you're ready? You think you need a little prepare a little more? Uh, yeah, we got the rankings over with, so we, we gave everyone a base, gave ourselves a base, but now we got the talk strategy, and you know, when it comes up in the draft, you got to think on the fly, and that's what this show's about. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, draft time is the best time of the year. Um, I feel like I'm prepared. We've been listening to all the podcasts, you know, and then we're going to go from there when it comes to drafting. All right, let, let me shout out Big Barry here a little bit because <laughs> he's in a league uh, that we're being Clifford and Matt, and it's a really, really tough league. There's a lot of ex- – almost everyone in that league is an expert. I mean, we don't. this is not a family league where you have your grandmother in it that <laughs> doesn't know what she's doing. This is an expert league, and I'm going to have to hand it to Big Barry – he won three out of four championships, kind of like the Patriots did. Yeah. So he definitely has the fantasy football chops, so you probably want to pay attention a little bit to what he says. But I will say I am the one that ended his reign of terror. <laughs> he did end my three-peat. So that's why you mentioned That it. is why he brought it up. That, that's yeah, why I was smiling when he I, brought I, it I, up. I had to get that in there somehow. <laughs> that was my the easiest way. But uh, before we get going, I just want to say, Hit us up on Twitter, Die Hard Podcast. If you got questions, tweet them to us. We need some more followers. Hit that follow button and help us out. You said that right. Yeah, support and go out there, man. Retweet so everybody can see it. You know, go out there and support. Everybody got to start somewhere. So we're trying to get as many followers as we can right now. All right, so let's hop into the news here, guys. Uh, the biggest news of the day easily cam newton released by the patriots how do you guys see that uh i mean i think i've seen it coming you know i think cam's time is almost up in the league it's, and i mean hate to say it and he had a good career decent but you know it's time everybody has a time and his time is up i don't think it was so much for uh, because of the talent i mean in the preseason games he showed us nothing but you know quality and definitely quality for a backup so I bring that. So the only, you know, reason I would think is either Cam doesn't want to be a backup, which I didn't really see. So I, I don't really want to side with that. So I think I'm a side with Patriots just with the COVID situation and him not wanting to get vaccinated. They just didn't want to handle it. And so they, they dropped him. They think they got Mac Jones for the future. Yeah, a couple of podcasts ago, I said that I believe Cam Newton would start the season, but he shouldn't. It handed off to the young guy. Obviously, Bill Belichick was listening, yeah. and he took mm-hmm. my advice. And I just want to say, you're welcome, Bill. 
So moving on, Trey Lance has a chip in his finger. I'm not sure what that means, but he's going to miss up to a week, probably be okay for week one. Uh, I don't think it should. It doesn't seem like it's a real big problem. What it, the hell does a chip in the finger mean? I don't. I can't figure that. They one said out. Uh, he hit like the opponent's face mask, and that's what I was probably yeah. you know little crook in his finger, or I don't know. I mean, uh, he'll be fine. All right, so we got a couple starters named today: Jameis and Jalen Hurts named the starters. Um, what do you guys? I expected both of them all off season. Uh, I don't even know why the Jalen Hurts was even same. a thing. <laughs> same, um, same here. I don't. Well, they thinking about starting Joe Flacco over Jalen? Come on. I don't have much to say on the Jalen. I think we all knew that was going to happen. But for Jameis, I love it. I love that for the fantasy aspect of things. Absolutely. And way better oh, yeah. for the Saints. Uh, you still got to wonder how much they're going to use Taysom Hill, even though he's not named the starter. But uh, for fantasy, I, I love Jameis being under center. Yeah, and I know this one is Barry is probably going to be a little upset. Jordan Howard released by the Eagles today. <laughs> oh, man. Tough scenes. Tough scenes. Yeah, nah. That, that, no big deal. He, we weren't getting points out of him. Just, yeah. Eagles are sick of him. All right, just a couple more things. Evan Ingram, uncertain for week one. Calf issue. And I'm really shocked that this guy's hurt again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. That guy was a Pro Bowl last year. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> well, probably all the other tight ends opted out of the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, Malcolm Butler has retired. Um, I think this is actually a pretty big hole for uh, the, the Cardinals to uh, to dig out of. Um, I know we're, this is kind of a fantasy show. It's not that relevant unless you're doing IDP. But I just figured I'd mention it. He was a Super Bowl hero one year you know, with that interception. So I just figured I'd mention it a little bit. You guys got anything else? No, no, I no. I'm a actually, you know, for my th- usually we do the thought of the day. I'm I'm gonna let y'all do y'all's thought of the day, but I'm gonna pick up on some more news just because the last 24 to 48 hours has been absolutely crazy with news. So that's gonna be my section. All right, all right. So uh, we got uh, two questions I want to get to here uh, that we got on Twitter. Um, this one is from Pacey Coon um, in Monroe, North Carolina. He's asking, week one, start Odell or Debo Samuel? Well, how you, what are you thinking about here, Barry? So, I mean, you know, what I think is, is really an easy choice in my eyes. I mean, I think Odell is the guy. You know, you, he's coming off ACL, obviously, but he looks healthy. They said he's looking good. To me, Odell is the pick, no other choice. Yeah, I'm going to go Odell week one, too. I mean, you, you would hate yourself if he ends up scoring two touchdowns and 100 receiving yards. Plus, Debo, uh, this QB situation isn't totally figured out. We don't know how much targets Ayuk and Kittle will soak up. So there, there's a little more question marks on that side of the thing. But I will say, after week two or three, man, whatever you see like the trend going, whether it's Debo scoring more Odell, stick with it the whole year. You don't want to end up picking the wrong one every single week. So go with your gut, but I would start with Odell. Yeah, I'm in agreement, too, uh, mostly for the reason that Cliff already touched on, the quarterback situation. It's not settled yet for the 49ers. And I do think Cleveland's offense is going to be good. I think it's going to be pretty high power. They're going to be a good team. We're all in agreement. Go with Odell. And one more question comes from Rod, Robbie Headley in Indian Trail, North Carolina. He wants to know the last time a, a running back rookie 
went as high as Najee is projected to go and actually lived up to his ADP, his draft spot. And I did a little research and I found out that the last one to do it was 2017 Kareem Hunt. Oh wow, yeah, for yeah. I uh, when you when you started the question, I was easily just going to say Clyde last year, but he didn't live up to those expectations. Right, exactly. Yeah. So nice, uh, Kareem Hunt for Chiefs, correct? He yeah, was on it was Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, now we got that out of the way. Let's move on to our thought of the day. Let's hear what you have to say, Barry. Oh, well, my thought of the day is obviously you know J.K. went down, but it's on Gus Edwards. What do y'all think about him? What's how high are y'all drafting him? I'm I'm early third to mid third. I mean, I, he's definitely an RB two in my mind. He's definitely lower on my scale than J.K. was. Um, I do think he's going to be the power back, but he's not going to be the all-every-down back. So I, I think in the new guy, I'll touch on him, Tyson Williams. I think he's going to take a lot of uh, PT from him. Yeah, I was a little surprised that uh, he, he leapfrogged Justin, Justice Hill uh, mm-hmm. to take the number two spot. But, hey, I guess, you know, the coaches know more than I do. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Cliff, you got anything you want to touch on? Yeah, I'm just going to, I mean, for my thought of the day, I'm just going to touch on some more news. Uh, Sony Michelle got added to the Rams, and then a day after he was added, we see Xavier Jones, who was supposed to be in the number two spot, go down with a season-ending injury, uh, torn Achilles. I just said uh, Tyson Williams. He had a great preseason, so he's jumping Justice Hill. I think that is definitely a late-round flyer to look at. Since we're doing the draft, you know, look out for Tyson Williams. He may take a he may take the J.K. Dobbin role, and <laughs> Gus Edwards stays the same. Who knows? Um, I know it's a kicker, but guys, just a bunch of veteran kicker, big name kickers are being dropped. I know it's not an important position, but just make sure you you know you're drafting or starting a guy that's actually going to be playing week one because I mean it is ten to fifteen points. Sometimes you don't want to play. Joey Sly and end up wow he I didn't even know he got cut so just pay attention make sure you're playing a starting kicker uh, Chris Herndon got added to Barisha's team the Vikings they said they ha- handled their tight end spot so that's another sleeper in the draft do you like that Barish I mean it's a solid pickup you no know, Irv Smith going down uh, so I mean it should work out honestly I mean like I said we got rid of Kyle Rudolph and then Irv Smith went down with an injury so. That's, I guess, death purposes. Yeah. And then lastly, Stephon Gilmore out for six weeks. That may hurt the Patriots' defense quite a bit. For sure. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how they fill that spot. But a lot of news happening, guys. So just keep up to date. We'll, we'll help you a little bit. you got to do a little on your own. And, yeah, just keep up to date while these last nine days are happening. A lot of things are changing. So just to touch a little bit on what you said about kickers and make sure you're drafting the right one, I want to say draft a kicker in your last round. Do not take one before the last round. Right, right. Please don't. So uh, my, my thought of the day, I want to talk about a guy named Wally Pip. He played for the Yankees in the 30s, 20s, <laughs> and he was a good, good baseball player. Uh, he started for the Yankees for a long time, but one day he walked into the clubhouse and said to his manager, you know, I got a headache. I can't play today. So the manager sits him. His replacement comes in. It was a guy named Lou Gehrig. <laughs> Lou Gehrig has a great game. So they put him in the next day. Has another great 
game. Long story short, Lou Gehrig went on to become one of the greatest baseball players of all time, played in 2,100 straight games, and Wally Pipp never got his starting job back. So why am I bringing this up in a fantasy football podcast? Well, Matt came up to us and said, guys, I can't be here tonight. (laughs) So I don't know, Matt. We miss you, but I'm wondering if you're Wally Pipp. And Big Barry here, he might be Lou Gehrig. You better worry. I'm coming for your spot, Matt. Watch out. All right, all right, all right. So we're going to jump into the uh, draft. Now our uh, second mock draft. Um, Barry has the third pick. Cliff at 8. And I got the 11th. At least I didn't get 12 this time. That's right. But I actually don't mind where I draft. 12 is fine. But uh, with that... Let's get this draft underway. Let's do it. So first pick, a little surprising, Derrick Henry. So obviously it's only us three and everyone else, uh, the other nine teams are bots. But, um, you know, the bots actually do a pretty good job. So Derrick Henry, number one, Dalvin Cook, number two, and Big Barry just got a gift. I mean, you know, it's a Christmas came early, I guess. <laughs> I'll go ahead and take CMC. Not much to say there. That's a pretty easy one. If you're third pick and that happens, just light up, go on, and wow. Yeah, but you pick. really can't go wrong with any of those three, you know. Yeah. But so it's, definitely, uh, if you're not in a you know half PPR or PPR league, then Derrick Henry might be your number one pick. Yeah, you I, know? yeah. So who knows? They might think the computer might be trying to, you know, cheat the system. But number eight. So well, after, after hold on, we go yeah. after that. It was uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and now Cliff on the clock. All right, and I'm glad this situation came up because I have been wondering about Saquon if he falls to the eighth spot, which I'm at. Ironically, I have in the draft. Saquon, all I've been hearing is questionable news the past couple, you know, I guess weeks, but he he may not even be ready for number one, so or for week one. So when I see Barkley, Jonathan Taylor. Maybe a Devontae Adams, Kelsey, Eckler. I'm, I'm going to avoid, even though you're getting a steal at number eight, I'm going to avoid Saquon, and I think I'm going to draft Justin Taylor. They got their Q- QB back most likely, got their line looking good. I'm, I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. I really, really love that pick. That's probably exactly that what is I would have pick. done. Um, I was hoping he'd fall to me down at 11, even though I didn't think he would. But, guys, first 10 picks, all running backs after Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler. So I really, really am a running back guy, as I said in the last draft. And there is some, I mean, Devontae Adams sitting here, Tyreek Hill. That's, they're tough to pass up. That's they a really are. strategy. But, like I said, running backs, there's already 10 gone. I'm at the back end of the draft, so if I don't take two here and the third round comes around, I just don't know what's going to be left. I'm going to go, and it might be a little high, but I'm I'm very high on him. It might be a little bit of a reach, but I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Okay. The Pittsburgh Steeler. Not a bad pick, Dan, honestly. So after that goes Tyreek Hill. And then Travis Kelsey. How do you guys feel about Travis Kelsey going that early? I know we talked about it a little when we did our tight end rankings. I mean, he basically, you know, wins you the week against the tight ends, honestly. Every week he's putting up at least 15, 20 points. You don't got to worry about 
losing the tight end position at all. Yeah, definite positional advantage, what we always talk about. All right, so now I'm back on the clock, and there's a guy sitting here. Now, I'm kind of glad he's here because the last time we did this draft, and even when we did our running back rankings, I was a little bit down on him. But he's definitely grown on me recently. And I just didn't believe when Ron Rivera said that he's going to take on the CMC role. After watching preseason, I believe him. And I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson here. Like I said, he's moved way up my draft board. Um, I regret uh, ranking him lower when we did our rankings. And I'm very happy he's there right now. I agree. He also moved up on my after season, seeing the preseason games, he he definitely moved up a little bit on my um, level too. All right, so then moving on, we're uh, after that went Stefan Diggs, which I really like, and Devontae Adams surprisingly the third wide receiver off the board. This is a little bit of an unconventional draft here so far. The, the the bots are uh, I'm not sure about that. They're definitely switching it up a little <laughs> bit on this. They they are fooling me because right when I seen a bunch of running backs going, I was like, okay, let let n- team number twelve stack up on a running back and someone else, and let me snag one of the best wide receivers in the game or Travis Kelsey. Well, sure enough, they did not do what I was planning. So I do see one wide receiver in my top tier being Hopkins still on the board as far as Hopkins on the wide receivers then you got Mixon and Montgomery I do like Montgomery a lot and then let's just make sure tight yep Kittle and Waller still there so really it's between DeAndre Hopkins and David Montgomery right here it is a tough decision I think I'm a go just because running back heavy is just key and I'm a I'm gonna do David Montgomery hope for a big season not for him, but the Bears also. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like him or Clyde there, to be honest. So, I, I, I mean, thinking either way was was a good pick. Well, you like Clyde there. I love him here. So. All right, so after that, when uh, DeAndre, DK Metcalf, my guy, mm-hmm. Joe Mixon, George Kittle, going ahead a while, a little surprisingly, and then Big Barry. I took Clyde. I mean, he's still there. I'm going to take him. No brainer. I mean, Chiefs offense, there's nothing to really say. Yeah, so if, if you are you got him a what, pick 22 there, I mean, that could end up, he easily could be a, a, a top 10 running back, and you got him with the 22nd pick. I mean, he could be top 8, top 6, and I like it. That's, that's pretty much a steal there, could be. All right, so after him, went Patrick Mahomes, the first quarterback off the board. That's, you know, that's kind of where he's been going, you know, end of the first round. Kind of like that pick second, there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, end of the second round, my fault. Um, Calvin Ridley. Then there's Darren, Darren Waller and DeAndre Swift, which I'm not really a fan of that pick with some of the other running backs I see here. But, hey, he's a bot. He, I guess he knows what he's <laughs> doing. Now we're back to Barry. His first two picks, Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Good start. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at, honestly, all I see is, I see two options here. I mean, I'm looking between A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson. And honestly, I think I got to take A.J. Brown, man. I mean, the guy's a rack machine. He catches a five-yard slant, and then it's a touchdown. So are you, you're not, are you worried about the volume he might get there at all? Not, I honestly think it's going to be a lot better for him because you have Julio on the other side. And then you obviously have to respect Julio Jones, one of the best receivers ever yeah, and honestly. you have to you have to uh 
it's with the run as well. Oh yeah, yeah. and then you got the big guy, you know, Mister yeah. Two Thousand. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm taking AJ Brown here. I mean, great offense should be a high powered offense, and we'll go from there. Oh, all right, I like it. Goodness gracious! So after Barry takes AJ. Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, and Josh Jacobs. Well, when I see that, I if Justin Jefferson or Keenan Allen fell to me, I was definitely taking a wide receiver. I hate seeing them go. That leaves Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, CeeDee Lamb. That is just a tear drop off right there. So definitely, yeah. I, I and that when I see that huge drop off, that almost tells me that I need to be looking somewhere else because I just missed out on like those guys. I'm a click back on the running back. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think there's a lot of wide receiver value later on in the next couple rounds. Yeah, there's not guys. There is not any guys left that I can clearly say, wow, they're they're a lot better than you know these five guys. Um. Anyways, I will go. I'm going to stack my running backs. I like I like Chris Carson and Daryl Henderson, basically. Um, I'm definitely going to stick with Chris Carson. I think there's quite a bit of a drop-off after Chris Carson as well. I mean, Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Miles Gaskin. Oh, I do see James Robinson hiding down there. So, I will go with Chris Carson, even though James Robinson was a... Uh, very close sec- other pick. Yeah, I, I like that. We talked about it in our running back rankings. Super safe floor with Carson. You know, you're guaranteed pretty much at least 12 points every week. He's never going to have that big, huge, you know, boom, 30 point, thir- 35, but he's very solid week in and week out. I like the pick. And then after that, uh, after Chris Carson, it was uh, Mike Evans, and then the second quarterback taking Josh Allen. Dan, back to you. All right, so there was one wide receiver that I was looking at that, that when Cliff was talking about the wide receivers, and I really do like him, and I think he has huge upside, and I'm going to select him here because I want to solidify um, wide receiver. It's a little bit of a gamble, I, I would say, but I'm going with C.D. Lamb. I really lo- love the upside, like I said, and I'm, I'm really happy taking him there, with, and you know he could be my wide receiver one. Oh, that Dan, honestly, that's a great pick, especially right there. I mean, if Dak's healthy, I, I can see him getting 1,200 yards uh, yeah. easily. Yeah. And you, yeah. S- you said it right, the upside is yeah. why you're picking this guy right, right here. And, I, I'm the, and I've said this in other po- uh, you know, podcasts, uh, it all revolves around Dak. You take Dak off of that offense and, yeah. wow, We've seen what yeah. Last year. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Then, <laughs> then, I, then, the I'm, then I'm going to regret that pick. But, <laughs> hey, let's hope he stays healthy. So after uh, CD went Daryl Henderson and then Allen Robinson, two solid picks. Um, so now that I got my wide receiver, and I'm kind of where Cliff was. I'm not really loving what's left at the wide receiver position. Uh, so my thought here is go back and get another running back, let him be my flex, um, or... I know Kyle Pitts is not coming back to me, but I just can't pull the trigger on him in the fourth round. I do love his upside. To me, it's just a little bit too early. I know he's not going to come back to me in the fifth, but if he did, I would definitely snag him there. I'm going to go with a safer pick here, solidify my flex spot, and I'm going to go with the guy that Cliff mentioned. I'm going to go with James Robinson. I think he's flying under the radar, and I'm really happy with him as my number three. 
Yeah, wow. That that is a very good steal in the fourth round. You've seen what he did last year. I don't see there why there's any reason he can't do what he did last year on a way better offense this year. And he is the number one running back yeah. there with it, no no competition yeah, as of right now. Yeah, I mean Carlos Hyde's there, but I don't think he's any threat. I mean ETN, I don't think he was going to affect Robinson much anyway. He was probably going to be more of like the third down back. He might even have played some wide receiver. I like Robinson a lot, flying way under the radar, like I said. But after him went Miles Sanders and then Julio Jones, and now Cliff on the clock. He has three running backs. Taylor, Montgomery, and Carson. So I think he's going to be looking at wide receiver here, but let's see. Yep, um, that is definitely the gut feeling is go to wide receivers, check out what you have. You know, you, of course, want to scan over the QBs and tight ends, see if there's one guy sticking out to you. Like Dan said, there is a Kyle Pitts, but, I mean, I'm honestly Hawkinson, Fant, all of those guys I'm okay with if I can get a way better wide receiver in this pick. I see Robert Woods, and I, if you listen to the recent podcast, I am a Rams believer this year. I think Woods is going to have a great year. He's very safe for a wide receiver in the fourth round. He could end up being number one wide receiver, but definitely number two. I'm going to take a Woods right here. I like it. That's a solid pick right there, solid floor. I like it. So after him goes the other Rams wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Followed by Kyler Murray, Amari Cooper, and Tyler Lockett. You know, Tyler in the fourth round, Tyler Lockett, that, to me that's a little bit of a reach there. I mean, I like him, don't get me wrong, but I think I think you can wait on him a little bit. Very boomer bust. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it. I have, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Clyde. Also, I have A.J. Brown. Uh, I'm looking like Chris Godwin, you know. I mean, Tom Brady's his quarterback. I think that's a good one. Let me see, though. So, speaking of him, are you higher on Godwin or Mike Evans? Um, I mean, I think Godwin, because of his, you know, after he catches the ball, he can turn it up the field. But Mike Evans, he's more of a red zone target. Right. Big guy, you know, big guy, go up and get the ball, touchdown. I think they're both solid. I, I, I think... I think Evans is a little safer, but Godwin has much more upside. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both on the same level, honestly, especially playing with Brady, so you can't go wrong there. That is true. He's the GOAT. Uh, Honestly, I mean, I'm looking at quarterbacks uh, and wide receivers. I think I'm going to go Chris Godwin here. Safe pick, solidify my uh, wide receiver two spot. All right, so we're going to move on from that. And there goes Kyle Pitts. I said he wouldn't come back to me, and I knew he wouldn't. Uh, Lamar Jackson right after him. Kareem Hunt, first pick of the fifth round. And then DJ Moore. And before we go on, guys, I just want to say I'm I'm sorry for dominating you guys like I am. Oh, yeah, right. Well, the Twitter <laughs> folks can have a say about that after this. So Big Barry back on the clock. Um, I mean, I have... Two receivers, two running backs. I mean, I'm, the tight ends right here, I mean, is Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. I honestly think they're all on the same same scale, same level. What do you guys think? Yeah, definitely in the same tier probably. 
Um, I do like one of those three more than the other two. If you listen to the podcast, you probably know which one. Um, but yeah, they're they're on the same tier. I agree. Um, let's see what we have at running backs. Miles Gaskin, Mike uh, Mike Davis. Hey, Mike Davis is a starting running back. I think he's flying a little under the radar too. See Javante Williams sitting there, Moster, Big Gus, the bus, sitting there as well. I do like Gus. I don't know. This is, t- this is a hard pick, man. It's this uh, is a make or break yeah, round. Literally, don't I don't sleep on the you know mid round picks. They're oh, you, tough. They're yeah, tough. We, we say it all the time. You win your draft, and you win you win the championship in the fourth through seventh round, fourth, fourth. through eighth oh, round yeah. there. I don't know. Like I said, I'm still I'm having a hard time to decide. Honestly, I think I'm going to go ahead and just solidify my tight end, take Mark Andrews. think he's a solid pick. All right. I'm not sure the volume's going to be there for him. That team doesn't throw as much. But, hey, I mean, he gets a lot of touchdowns. So after him goes Adam Thielen, Miles Gaskin, Chase Edmonds, Mike Davis. And now Cliff back on the clock. He's got Taylor, Montgomery, Carson, and Robert Woods. Yeah, so when Barry was picking uh, and Dan was running through those running backs, I started to kind of regret my third-round pick because I was like, wow, man, there's still some starters out there. That being said, Miles Gaskin, Edmonds, and Davis all did get snagged right before my pick, so I would feel a little bit better about seeing that. I mean, you still got Gus, Mostert, maybe a Melvin Gordon or a Damian Harris, but definitely dropped down from Chris Carson. I'm looking at the wide receivers, Deontay Johnson. Um, if you were listening, Big Ben did say he sees Deontay Johnson being a top 10 wide receiver this year. That would be pretty cool. but It's possible. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't hate him saying that. It definitely could happen. As long as he feeds him, yes. Um, but having Claypool and Juju, that definitely makes it tough in a draft when you're you know trying to predict who's going to be the guy. So, QB... Russell Wilson, Dak, just my train of thought. I, I don't have a for sure pick right here, but just seeing, you know, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and Aaron Rodgers still on the board. At spot number eight, I'm hoping one of those guys fall back to me next round. I do think I will go QB at that point. And kind of with the same thing with tight end, except Barry did steal one of the top, you know, the three guys left. So before Hawkinson or Fant gets stolen, um, even if he doesn't make it on the way back, I'm going to go ahead and get TJ Hawkinson. I do think the volume will be there. Yes, he's not on a great team, but as far as volume and being the guy, I think he's going to do plenty fine as a fifth-round pick for a tight end. All right, so speak of the devil, Deontay Johnson goes right after wow. your pick of yeah. Hawkinson. That's unfortunate. Brandon Ayuk after him. So now here I'm looking at, I kind of, and if you listen to the last mock draft, I waited a really long time to take a quarterback. And I went back and I analyzed the draft board, and I realized, you know, I could have taken a quarterback earlier and still ended up with with receivers that I ended up taking that were just as good. I could have got later on. So I kind of want to solidify my quarterback here. But the thing is, I only have one guy behind me. I have one pick, well, two picks, but one, one player behind me. And I see four quarterbacks 
Wilson, Prescott, Herbert, and Rodgers. I'm okay with any of them, so it doesn't make sense for me to take a quarterback right here. So I might as well go ahead and look at the running backs, wide receivers, and I'm really seeing, I think I'm going to go with Gus the Bus. Gus the Bus. Um, then that that's a solid pick, man. I mean, the offensive coordinator said he's their type of guy. I mean, yeah, power run. They love that they're power run guys. He's going to get fed the ball. They run more than anybody in the league. And you know what? He's my fourth right now. He could end up being my two at some point. You never know. So after him, Javante Williams, who I was considering there, that's a good pick. And then there goes Russell Wilson. So like I said, there's three quarterbacks here that I'm totally fine taking. And right now I'm between Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go. That's a tough choice. Uh, But I think I'm just going to go with Dak. Okay. Pair him up with yeah. my C.D. Lamb. I was about to say, does that combo. does that tempt you to maybe side with Dak? It does. I like having the combos, and when they hook up, I mean, and and I don't know what quarterback. I mean, how what your what these anyone listening out there? But our league quarterbacks are six points for a touchdown. So you're hooking up with C.D. Lamb. That's twelve points right there. Not even mentioning the yards. Yeah, it does make a difference. Is it for you? Yeah, and when I look back on championship teams, when you're doing a little research, I tend to see they do have that connection. I know some of the fantasy experts, they always say that as well, but it has proven you know, for the championship teams, I do tend to see them having a beast quarterback along with their number one wide receiver. And, and that was my deciding factor. If I had Devontae Adams, I would have taken Rodgers there. Right. Speaking of Rodgers, um, after Dak Prescott, Michael Thomas, and Justin Herbert went. So, left on the QBs, one of the four guys I mentioned on my last pick is left, Aaron Rodgers. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. This would be one of the quicker picks for me in the draft. Drop-off after here, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, and every time I see that, I'm a side with that. And so, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers and know I'm fine for the rest of the year. I agree. That good pick there is the automatic pick yeah. with the drop-off. I agree. So after that goes Ronald Jones, Jerry Judy, Kenny Galladay, and Odell Beckham going mm. in the late sixth round. I mean, he's fallen off a little bit from where he was being taken a couple years ago. I like Odell and Kenny Galladay right there. I think that's value, a lot of value in those. I'm getting bad vibes on Kenny Galladay. I really yeah. am. I think he's dropped down my board. What do you think about him, Barry? That quarterback situation is just honestly terrible. I'm not a fan of, of the quarterback situation, especially him coming off that and still on that injury, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, he, and he's injured again. Yeah, it's uh, just bad vibes. I'm probably steering clear of him. He would have to fall a couple rounds lower for me to consider him. But Barry, on the clock, so far, McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards, A.J. Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mark Andrews. Uh, I mean, I have – I need a quarterback. I'm looking – I mean, I see Brady – Matt Stafford, I mean, you know, he's like Cliff said, he likes the Rams this year. I'm a huge boost in offense for him. Uh, another dark horse I like is Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. He he had a great uh, last seven-game stretch, I believe, in playoff, um, fantasy football playoffs and everything. Yeah, and solid four for sure. 
And uh, I see the running backs. I see one that I really like. And I think I'm going to go ahead and take my RB3 here, and that's Damian Harris. I think I'm going to ah. take him. Yeah. I'm high on, you guys know I'm high on him. And, Barish, sorry, um, but you see Team 2 and Team 1 right after you. They both already have their QBs, so you got to, you know, think, hey, I, I can at least wait for the way back because both the guys picking in between me already have their QBs. Great, great point, Cliff. Yeah, yeah that's that's a good thing to point out there. So when you're in that spot, if you see the everyone behind you's got a QB and it's only the seventh round, they're not taking another one. So go ahead and wait till it comes back around. Yeah. As you see, four wide receivers went after that. Yeah, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Cortland Sutton is really flying under the radar. He's going up my rankings, my draft board, uh, with with Teddy in there. Uh, I I've always been a Sutton fan, uh, and you know I know he's coming off the injury, but I I really think he's he's flying on the radar. He could be a steal there in the I, seventh round. I definitely agree with that. Uh, so mean, Barry on the clock. I'm looking at one guy and one guy only, and that's the goat. I think yeah. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady here as my quarterback because I know after that I doubt. Let me look at the draft board. I mean, we talked about him in our QB rankings and. We said seventh eighth round for Tom Brady is just huge value. Like can't very yeah, you can't. There was one of our biggest value picks on, on the I quarterbacks. Mean, that offensive roster is just loaded. I mean, they have a lot of weapons, you know, when you have Tom Brady, he scores three touchdowns almost every game. Yeah, and we say Tannehill and Stafford are safe picks. Yes, they are safe picks, but Tom Brady is as safe as it gets. You know, he's absolutely. not going to throw those yeah, interceptions. Absolutely. And, so you can't get safer than Tom and Brady. And he's gaining points, and I think I, I might have said this in the, the, the QB, but uh, he throws his, his uh, accuracy gets him points because he's completing passes that a lot of quarterbacks can't because he's so accurate. Right. And most of the time it's not even that. He just throws the receiver open. True. That's definitely true. But my pick is Tom Brady. After Tom Brady went Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon, Chase Claypool, and then Noah Fant. So looking at my team, I have three running backs, one wide receiver, one tight end, and one QB. So really there's only one thing to do right here, and that's start loading up on wide receivers unless there's a, a crazy good running back sticking out. But since I'm not solid on wide receivers, I definitely want to try, you know, picking as many as I can. So hopefully I hit the gold mine on one of them. People who's left is Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Chark, Smith, Cooks, Landry. No, 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 no. Um, this is where it gets tough, but I mean, I was asking for it because I didn't address it. So I'm going to go and hope that DJ Chark turns out to be the number one Jacksonville, Jacksonville wide receiver because I know Trevor is going to be throwing the rock and he has you know he has the potential to feed a wide receiver. Hopefully it's Chark. I'm taking Chark at this position. Okay. After that, Trey Sermon and then Devontae Smith. Now I'm in the same boat as you, Cliff. I did not address the wide receiver. I only have one. Um, I am going to definitely go wide receiver here, but I'm actually going to pick a guy that I think has a ton of upside, and I disagree with you that Chark is going to be the number one. 
watching all the preseason, LaVisca Chenault was getting all of the targets. Trevor seemed to be looking for him every time. This is, I admit, this is probably a little bit of a reach here. I probably could wait and get him on the way back. But I'm going to go ahead and take him here because I really think he has huge upside and I really want him. Not to steal your thunder, but DJ Chark was sitting out because he solidified. Uh, Leviscus was still having to play because he's still, you know, having to earn his duties. All right, fair enough, fair (laughs) enough. So now we're sitting here and we're in, what, the eighth round here. I'm going to drop down a little bit more on the wide receiver again. So I, I'm, I'm kind of out on tight end right now. I Noah Fant was my cutoff. I didn't get him. So I'm ready to just punt on wide re, um, I'm sorry, punt on tight end and just probably stream all year. I'll end up drafting one later on. And, you, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll just play the waiver wire on tight end. I agree with you after that Fant. Yep, right. I, I'm doing the same thing. So what I'm looking at here is a guy who's going to be a number one wide receiver. I loved what I've seen from his rookie quarterback, and I don't. I'm I, believe it or not, I don't think he'll make it back to me. I'm pretty high on him. I'm happy with him as my number three. I'm going with Corey Davis. Wow. Then honestly, I thought he was going to fall back to me, <laughs> and that, I like that pick a lot. And like you said, I, he's definitely going to be the num- number one wide receiver over there, and he looked good in preseason. Definitely. Yeah, and, and again, I'm sorry for dominating you guys. You know? <laughs> I'm okay. trying not to make you guys look bad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> After Corey Davis went Robbie Anderson, I was actually kind of thinking about him come, come my next pick. And then Robert Tanyan, number three tight end last year, got scooped. That hurts Dan a little bit. It uh, shortened, narrows his selection down a little bit. And I'm back at wide receivers. Uh, I see Tyler Boyd. I did see that he only got one target last preseason game, which I don't like the recent news update about. You got Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddle, Antonio Brown. Man, if I just knew if he was going to be in on snaps and be the Super Bowl Antonio Brown, I would 100% draft him. No, no worries. Well, coming from a Steelers fan. Oh, I've, oh, yeah, Steelers fan love Antonio Brown. <laughs> we love him. Um, and then the other guys, Michael Pittman, hearing Tyreek, uh, not Tyreek Hill, but T.Y. Hilton is going to be out for a little bit. I agree. He's definitely going to – he should shoot up in the rankings a little bit. And and Quentin Nelson's not going to be out as long as we thought. Wentz is probably going to be back. I don't think that's that big of a deal. I'm not even sure – how much better he is than Eason, but yeah, I, I, I like Pittman yep. a lot. It's Antonio Brown and Pittman for me, uh, believe it or not, and they're both flyers, but I think they both could produce big, big numbers. Antonio Brown, just because he's so dang talented, and Michael Pittman, because he's number one, He you know, he's f- fresh legs. I'm going to be a little safer and think I go Michael Pittman, the number one wide receiver, I believe, and... It's a little better than AB being a number three. I like it. That's who I would have taken there. And I want to point out that you know the app had those guys ranked significantly lower. There was four or five wide receivers ahead of Michael Pitt and Pittman and Corey Davis and Lavisca Chenault. But we're not just going listening to the app and saying, "Oh, we're going to take this guy because this app has him ranked higher." No, we're trying to project. We're trying to see. These are guys that they have high upside, and we think that they can do better. 
So if you're a, don't just go straight off of what you know. Do your research, watch the preseason games, and just don't go strictly off of that. Yeah. So after that, uh, Michael Pittman goes. Matthew Stafford, Dallas Goddard, Michael Carter, which I re- I really like, I like him as kind pick. of a sleeper here yeah. too, and then all after that, Jalen Hurts, Barry up on the clock. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at either uh, honestly wide receiver or running back here. I like I like Zach Moss. I see Leonard Fournette's available. I want to stay away from that backfield. I don't know what they have going on. James Conner, drafted him two years ago, never again. <laughs> A.J. Dillon. Isn't that funny how when you get burned by somebody, you're just sour on them for the rest of their career? Oh, yes. Uh, there's a few wide receivers I like. Antonio Brown, like Cliff mentioned, he's still here. I might I might have to draft him, pair him up with Tom Brady. There's another guy I like this year a lot. He's kind of low on the rankings, but that's Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about him yeah. in the past. Yeah, podcast. contract year. I contract love Herbert. Uh, Definitely the solid number two in that offense. I like that pick if you decide to take I it. I think I, I got to go Zach Moss here. I like, I like his upside. I think he will end up being the running back one on that team after maybe week six. I don't know. I see a 50-50 split. I I agree with Barish. Even last year he was starting to, you know, take take all the t- or get more touches and then this year I have not heard anything good about Singletary. And so I'm just assuming Moss is the guy that they're, you know, putting in there. The the funny thing about their last preseason game is uh Singletary actually started the game and Buffalo came out on their first drive and threw 12 straight passes. Singletary did not get one touch. <laughs> and then the next drive, Zach Moss comes in. He got a couple touches. So I don't know what that tells you. That, that's funny. News can trick you because yeah. they sure enough, that was a highlight. Uh, Singletary starts but gets zero touches. Well, they didn't run not one time. <laughs> not once. You could have told us that too. So good point, Dan. All right. So uh, after Zach Moss goes Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks. There goes playoff Lenny, who uh, Barry was just talking about. And then Kenyon Drake. Back to Barry. Uh, Back to Barry. Okay. I mean, Antonio Brown is still there. I like Jalen Waddle. I'm a Waddle fan as well because I have him and I draft him in Dynasty. Tua's there. Uh, Will Fuller. I I don't know. He's out for the first game. I don't like that. I think you can get somebody else that you can play in week one and then you know and especially in the uh, ninth round i think i'm gonna go with my guy mike williams i'm pretty high on him this year he's not gonna come back to me i gotta take him justin herbert is he has potential to be mvp yeah i I like how you waited on him and then you were still able to get him on the on the snake back around so good pick good last two picks were good all right and there goes antonio brown i know cliff was probably hoping he fell to him after that, Logan Thomas, which really puts me in a tight end hold, mm-hmm. hole, so I am definitely punting tight ends now. <laughs> After that, Jalen Waddle, and then David Johnson, who I'm completely out on this <laughs> year. I do not like that pick at all, to be honest. Yeah, just a touch on the Houston backfield. I thought just by the eye test, I thought Lindsey was going to take it over pretty easy-like, but news comes out, it's David Johnson in the pass role and Mark Ingram in the run role. Yeah. 
So I'm hating that. I'm, I don't. I mean, you, you that backfield is way too muddy, and I don't want anyone in it. I mean, maybe I would if if I was going to take a fire on one of them. I agree with you. It's Lindsay. Yeah, and I'm just hearing horrible news. So I'm even staying away from that. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to load up on wide receivers. I'm just not. I know I'm solidified everywhere else. Antonio Brown did go. I was kind of glad because I was scrolling down the list and I see two guys that I really like. Also, Henry Ruggs, he could be the number one on a team that will, you know, will throw decent. They'll be down in some games. And then the other is also a number one. So at this point, I'm just trying to find guys who could end up being number ones. And I see Marquez Callaway for the Saints. He should be their number one the majority of the year. And then hopefully Henry Ruggs gets that. So those are the two guys I'm um, picking between. And with Jameis Famous Winston coming to town, I think I'm going to go Callaway. He has to throw to somebody. So I'm going I'm to try guessing the number one wide receiver for the Saints and get him in the ninth round, and hopefully, hopefully it pays off. Yeah, I remember when we were talking about our wide receiver rankings, and we were like, that's the worst wide receiver room in the league. But when you think about it, somebody has to step up. Somebody. And he did in the preseason, yeah. so I agree. I like that pick there. Uh, so after him, Will Fuller, and then A.J. Dillon. That's Matt's guy. He loves his A.J. Dillon. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to steal Cliff's Thunder here. And I was looking at a guy, and I was hoping he didn't take him, and he did not. And, again, I'm going to drop down a couple spots you know, he's probably ranked six out of wide receivers right now, but I love his upside. I think he's going to be the wide receiver one in Oakland. I'm going with Henry Ruggs. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna solidify my wide receivers here because I weighed it, so I want to get some high upside guys in case, you know, some of them don't work out. I need at least one of them to hit, so that's my thinking there. He's definitely due for a bounce-back year. I mean, he was the number one drafted wide receiver. I mean, you know, he's due, he had a bad year last year. Hopefully, no sophomore slump. No, I, I yeah, and, and and you touched on it that you know, it took him a little while as a rookie, but sometimes they that's all they need is that one year, and then they're 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 ready to go to next year. And I I don't see anyone else besides obviously besides Waller. Who are they throwing to? Yeah. So after Henry Ruggs, the Tampa Bay defense goes first defense off the wow. board. And then James Conner. So, how do you? What do you guys think about defenses? I mean, we are in the ninth round. Is that too early for a defense? Personally, me, I'm more of a streamer on defense. I play matchups because some of the best defenses could end up getting torched on a matchup. You think that is so good, but honestly, personal opinion, I'm a streamer when it comes to defenses. When it comes to matchups, that is the one position that you definitely you want to pay attention to matchups, which means you are you are going to stream a lot of times. And the other thing is, yes, now Steelers, Tampa Bay, and Rams all got taken, bang, bang, bang. Then, yes, maybe I'm starting to think about getting a good defense. I don't want to be stuck with trash the whole year, but no, I'm not going to be the first one to take a defense. So here's my thought, and I go back, you know, to past years, and I remember one year, I, I don't remember the exact year, it was probably like 2009 or 2010, 2007, who knows, but the Bears had a dominant defense, and I remember, you know, taking them like probably right around here, ninth round, thinking, oh wow, I got the best defense. They ended up being like 12th or 13th yeah. 
for the year. And I see that happen a lot. Defenses shift around a lot. I mean, I do think Tampa Bay is going to be good. I think the Rams are going to be good. But you never know. I mean, when you think there's going to be a really good defense, sometimes it just doesn't work out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I like to wait. And before, before we start our last round, I just want to go ahead and say, um, yeah, with the Tampa Bay, and it's a lot of it's the strength of schedule. Some teams have the easiest schedule the year before. They end up number one. Well, next year, they have the hardest schedule, so you can't just go off of last year. Absolutely, I agree with that. I'm, I'm not a fan of the strength of schedule because that is based off of last year's records. Teams have changed a lot. Yes, yeah, so uh, most teams do change. Yeah. It is somewhat a good prediction to look at, though. Uh, I'm, I'm just against it. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> all right, so, yeah, it was Tampa Bay and then James Conner. And you know what? I'm not, like I said, I'm punting tight end. I'm going to, you know, I'll probably, hopefully, my thought is maybe I get a t- uh, Higby or a Gasecki later on and then be prepared to stream. Uh, there, I, I see some decent wide receivers here, but I feel like I loaded up enough. Wide re- uh, running backs, there's really, really nothing I'm interested in. So what I'm going to do here is, yes, I got Dak, but I want to I want to protect myself against an injury. I want a good bye week fill-in. So I'm going to go ahead and take my QB2 here, and I'm going to take Tannehill. Nice. Very good guy to have if that da- And definitely having Dak, he's some. I know we don't like the word injury-prone, but he is somewhat injury-prone. Right, right yeah. You know, if he gets hurt, I'm fine putting Tannehill in. You know, I feel really good. I'm not even that worried about Dak and hurt. I don't want him to. I'd rather have Dak, but if he goes down, I'm fine putting Tannehill in. Yeah, and it's my pick. After Tannehill went Los Angeles Rams and then Rob Gronkowski, another tight end gone. <laughs> I'm with Dan. I went ahead, passed three rounds, loaded up on three wide receivers. So right now, if I wanted to go defense, maybe, um, maybe a back end backup tight end or if I didn't have a good tight end maybe two decent ones but I do see some running backs and at this point I learned my lesson with J.K. Dobbins not having Gus Edwards as a handcuff and I think Naheem Hines has value besides a handcuff so I'm gonna get a handcuff in this round Naheem Hines. That, I, I like how you point that out, that he has value besides a handcuff. If you can get a handcuff with standalone value, it just makes them even more valuable. I, that, I really like that pick for that reason. Mm-hmm. So after Hines goes Curtis Samuel, Mike Gusecki, Joe Burrow, and there goes my Tyler Higby. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to see that. Dan, I don't think you're going to have a tight end to play. <laughs> hey, there's always somebody. Lord. And now it's on me. I'm I'm looking at Devin Singletary. I mean, I don't know if you call that a handcuff between him and Zach Moss, but I wouldn't have the Bills offense. I mean, Bills running backs on my team. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't hate that because if one of them gets hurt, the other one's probably golden. Yeah, but uh, there's a few wide receivers I see I like. I like Darnell Mooney a lot. Yeah, I think he's, he's got gonna, a lot of hype this offseason. Yeah, he, great route runner, you know, slot guy. You can really – a flyer. And yeah, I, th- I think he's flying on the radar a little bit. He has been getting a lot of hype, but, I, I mean, we're in the, what, the 10th round, and he's still on the board. So, right. to me, he's kind of flying under the radar. But I think here i got to take Devin Singletary. I'm going to take him and hope 
Darnell Mooney or another receiver is uh, comes back to me here, so I'm gonna take Singletary. I was hoping you went Singletary. I, I, and of course I wouldn't have pushed it if you didn't have Zach Moss. But having Zach Moss just two rounds before that, I think Devin Singletary would, is a great pick at that spot. Okay, so we'll just flip around. We'll do one more round. So f- sneaking around after Singletary went. The Redskins deep. I'm sorry, the Washington football team defense. I can never. I just can't do it. It's gonna take a long time. (laughs) That's for sure. There goes Daryl Mooney. Barry Hobity came back to him. Does not. Then there's the Ravens defense, and then Trevor Lawrence. Just want to scroll up. Yeah. All right. So that's the bot that took uh, Patrick Mahomes. So Trevor is not his starter. I like Trevor as a number two a lot. Yeah. Definitely not bad. Then I'm looking at, I think I need to go ahead and take another wide receiver. I only have three. I know you guys stacked up on a lot of receivers, so <laughs> I got to pick some from these scrapes. But I mean, I see Michael Gallup, uh, Hollywood Brown. I don't know how I feel about him. Miko Hardman, I know you guys aren't too high on him. Matt, especially. Uh, I see you've been listening to previous podcasts. You know, supporting the guys. I like Elijah Moore a lot. I think he's going to be good in that offense. They said he's supposed to be, you know, he's going to be a day one starter. High upside. I like it. I think they said he's a great route runner. Odell Beckham also mentioned that he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So, Hey, man, it's the 11th round. You know what? Go. You, this is where you want to get those high upside guys. If they don't work out, you, you know, after a few weeks, you let them go. You play the waiver wire. And you'll forget you even drafted him if he does. But if he does and he hits, hey, that that's a a, a pick that could propel you to the playoffs. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and take Elijah Moore and be okay with that pick. A guy with a high upside. I like it. I like that pick a lot. So after that, we got Pittsburgh defense, and defenses are flying off the board right now. I'm definitely punting. I've punted on tight end and defense, and I, I'm I don't care. <laughs> Uh, after I'm sorry. After that, it is Marquise Brown. I'm not a fan of his. Two boomer bust for me. They don't throw enough. Philip Lindsay. Don't hate that pick there. You know, kind of a flyer, like I said about uh, Barry's pick of uh, Elijah Moore. You know, take him twelfth round. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, cut him. There goes the Buffalo defense, and now we're on Cliff. Yeah, like you said about defense at this point, there's no real pe- uh, team sticking out. So I will also be streaming tight end. Uh, sorry, but uh, defenses. Uh, I'm just loading up on wide receivers and running backs at that point. At this point, uh, maybe a tight end come and come a couple more rounds down. But I see Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, Sony Michelle. Those would be the three running backs I'm looking at. And then wide receiver, I mean, I don't hate Gallup at all and Devontae Parker, but I, I'm just going to, I guess, not not so much go for handcuffs, but like Dan said, handcuffs with standalone value. So someone like Jamal Williams, he's going to be in the pass game. DeAndre Swift has had injuries come up the past year, and maybe he'll become a starter. I'm fine with Jamal Williams at this point. Yeah, I, I can't can't say I disagree with that. So after that pick, Michael Gallup, and then Trey Lance. I know Big Barry is really high on Trey Lance. He did not like that I picked him for the the rookie bust this year. I did not like that at all. All right. 
So we'll have to see in a couple of years if I was right. And you know what? Maybe I wasn't, but we'll see. <laughs> I threw it out there. So I'm looking at the wide receivers. I feel like I definitely want to take a wide receiver here, take a shot, take, you know, uh, you know, like go for a home run. And, again, if it doesn't work out, you know, we're in the 12th round or whatever we're in. I'll, I'll just cut them and, you know, go to the waiver wire if I have to. And you know what? I really feel like whoever drafted Dalvin Cook, they should have taken Madison by now. I don't like to be that guy to steal handcuffs, but you know what? I'm sorry, kid. You yeah. should have taken him by now. Sometimes yeah. you have to be that guy. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you do. So we're going to end it on that. Um, so just to recap, Big Barry, Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards, A.J. Brown, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, Damian Harris, Tom Brady. Those are the, That's going to be a starting lineup there. Cliff picking at eight. Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Robert Woods, TJ Hawkinson, Aaron Rodgers, Steele in the sixth round. And then he's got DJ Chark, Michael Pittman, Callaway. He's got, a, he's got some good depth there at wide receiver. I like that. And then me, I got Najee. Antonio Gibson, CeeDee Lamb, James Robinson, Gus Edwards. I love my running back depth. Yeah. Dak Prescott. And then still, you know, the, the I also got some wide receiver depth that I really like. LaVisca, Corey Davis, Henry Ruggs. I'm feeling good. I feel like I dominated, you know. <laughs> I mean, this is just what happens every year. <laughs> well, that being said... When we post this on Twitter, make sure to go tell us your favorite lineup. You know, don't let Dan's head get too big. You can give a big berry or a big cliff on the wins. So <laughs> just just show us some love. And I hope this mock draft 2.0 did help and will help some of you guys. But, yeah, just go get it, focus up, and draft a good team. Yeah, Die Hard Podcast, go and follow us. Everyone say thank you to Big Barry for sitting in for Matt. Thank you, Barry. Yes, I appreciate you guys for having me, you know, acknowledging me to come on here. And like Dan said, follow the podcast, retweet it. And draft day is coming up this weekend for us. And like I said earlier, best time of the year. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, fellas. See ya.